The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Swimming and Tits. I mean, the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast here at uh, Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Mac 19. I'm doing much better than Jack Watts probably is at the moment. How are you, Portia? Um, I know this is a podcast, so therefore you can't see what I'm doing, but just assume I'm shaking my head for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Look, who doesn't love a bit of breaststroke, oh, honestly? God. <laughs> Jack, I prom- why? Sorry, I promise that's the last one. That is the last one, mm. I promise. Oh, how are we? How's things? How's your week been? Yeah, well, I mean, we only spoke a couple of days ago, so it's been short. <laughs> <laughs> it has been short. That's it. Oh, well, as I, as I just mentioned to you, you're not aware of the jackpot scenario. I wasn't, no. Which is uh, which has happened over the last couple of days, but uh, mm. so we can't really go into it if you're not all that informed. But uh, looks like he's in a <laughs> spot of bother. It seems that the uh, the club is uh, trying to work out its illegal options, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, not uh, not the sort of thing you probably want your players. To come out with, I guess. Um, not that it's all that harmful, but seems well, to be very consensual, which is great. Um, but yeah, probably just not a great look at the end of a very bad season. Well, just another coke, thing to add to the list. The coke part is a bit more worrying than anything else. Like the rest of it is just stupid. <laughs> like, yes, that's... The, the alleged ordering of alleged drugs allegedly mid-season is allegedly not all that great. But no. Um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's the end of that. Bloody hell! <laughs> what next, Portia? What well, next? Well, there, there was one little shining light, um, which was that I'd forgotten about it, but um, apparently the AFL have cleared the the Adelaide Crows of wrongdoing in their preseason stuff with the what was oh, it the the unthinking minds, whatever it was. So yeah. 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 Wonderful. Um, uh, look, it's not it's not great that it was cleared, but it was nice of them to bring it back to everyone's attention again. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Look, we might as well get straight into some big footy questions. We've only got a few, but okay, um, cool. worth uh, worth asking, I guess. Uh, Schultz and Fess is asked, should Chase Jones be considered undraftable purely because his name is Chase? <laughs> Look, I think it's dangerous to, to set that sort of precedent, to be completely honest, because we're just going to – I think we're just going to keep getting stupider and stupider names for footballers Chase in, for the in, in years to come. You know, well, the one... glitch uh, – Glitch01 has followed that question up with, uh, on that basis, young Taron should also struggle to get a run. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, um, but I'm, I'm sure one day there will be a, a first-round pick called, I don't know, oh, I don't know, Mark Justin Rudiger. or, I don't know, I can't even think of a stupid enough name, but there'll be some <laughs> terrible, or, or Tornado, Tornado, I don't know, Tornado something, like, there'll just be someone with a terrible mm. name that's a fantastic yes. footballer, and we can't <laughs> overlook that. Well, look, Chase... Sounds like something off Bold and the Beautiful, really. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. I guess we had a Grian last year, which was uh, probably the worst <laughs> name ever made. And there's a Graydon <laughs> running around for WA, so that's not much better. Uh, but yeah, Chase with a Y, that's uh, that's certainly up there. Chase is definitely better names. than Grian. Grian was definitely going to be the worst for a while. Grian is the worst name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I don't understand. It's not even a word. It's just like, a bunch of letters on a Scrabble board, and yeah. uh, and someone's decided to make a name out of it. 
and it's not even a good score in Scrabble either. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Um, v for Valazar has asked, now that Cam O'Shea is delisted, who does Porsche think the most handsome current AFL player is? Oh, I really don't know. I haven't thought about it. Um, it's got to be Super Carl Amon, surely. No, no. Don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. I've got no idea. <laughs> and Nelson51 has asked, who has had the worst week, Jack Watts or Shane Mumford? Oh, what's Mummy done? I haven't kept what? up with that at all. Really? <laughs> Oh, no, look, I don't. I don't. I only read news when I think it's going to be relevant to something to do with football, Macca. I'm a bit strange oh, like that. Is, well, <laughs> this was apparently two or three years ago, but there's video that's been released of him snorting the biggest line of coke you've ever seen. Oh, well. It uh, looks like a bloody uh, witchetty grub. It's that big. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably on par, I reckon. At least we found out Jack Watt's love for swimming, so that's good. <laughs> Um, Shane Mumford just likes huge lines of coke. Yeah, I mean it's but, not uh, it's not a new thing as well. Like it's not a new phenomenon that football players do this stuff. But you know, no, absolutely but not. That, but that they're still doing it. Jeez, come on, come on, guys. <laughs> we're we're not in the, we're not in the age of where football clubs can just deny something happened and that's the end of it. You know, like that's we're in the world of you know cameras everywhere, cameras everywhere, and you might even and this is the thing like a lot of the time they might even know that they're being filmed and they still do this dumb shit anyway. Well, look, he certainly knew that he was being filmed. Yeah, right. He, so... he played up to it, so yeah. he certainly knew. And um, look, you know, most look the, the majority of society has you know does or has done recreational drugs, so that's not an issue in itself. Um, but if you're an AFL footballer, don't be stupid enough to be caught on camera doing it. Like, you know, that's that's just plain idiocy, really. Yeah, I look, I mean, I think that the main criticism that I would have of a player that is doing cocaine or something, or something like that would be that uh, it's compromising their athletic performance if they're taking drugs that they might not necessarily know exactly what's in them. You know, that's... Mm. Like we had a whole saga about that with Essendon, you know. We don't know what was in these injections. Um, and then people just start taking drugs that, you know, aren't careful, aren't kitten. Oh, they might be, I suppose, a little bit carefully sourced, but they don't really know the origins or there's no real verification or anything like that. It just, just seems yeah. unnecessarily dangerous. Um, yeah, well, young people with lots of money, I guess, uh, you know, they're going to make some silly decisions sometimes, aren't they? So. Yeah, I think I think you've got to blame it on the um, the death of the car industry in Australia. You know, they're, they're spending too much time doing coke and not enough buying stupid uh, muscle cars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Look, that's all the questions we've got. Okay. So that's a, that's a great group of questions today. Wow. Uh, so let's get into it. We're talking about the second batch of potential allies draftees. We we spoke about the first batch on Tuesday. Went through names mm-hmm. like uh, Bailey Scott, Connor McFadden. Uh, Jacob Kaczynski, but um, we've got some others here, which are some pretty decent players, I reckon. And the first one is uh, Nick Blakey, uh, son of um, John John. Blakey. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. I had a mental (laughs) break there for a minute. He played uh, 7,056 games games for (laughs) Fitzroy in Sydney and North Melbourne. Um, And look, just like Bailey Scott, he is also part of three different academy groups, and uh, has chosen Sydney as his as his destination. 
Mm. Uh, he's a 194-centimetre, 80-kilo left-footed key forward. Can also play as a bit of an outside midfielder as well. Uh, he's very much like a Jack Rewalt type of player. Um, you know, he was very impressive last year as a bottom major and um, and followed that up with a, a pretty impressive um, championships this year as well where he averaged uh, just under 12 disposals, four marks and four inside 50s a game uh, playing across the forward line. What are your thoughts on uh, on Nick Blakey? He's like a hyperactive Justin Westhoff. Um, I really like him. Yeah. Uh, he... Uh, he gets everywhere. He's enthusiastic about football. You can see it, which is that's great to see. Um, yeah. And he backs himself, which is huge. I mean, that's why you know I think you know, top, we both made him in our top five in the last episode of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and that's not a small part of it. You know, he he wants to be. He wants to have the ball in his hands. He wants to be playing a huge part in his side's fortunes. And you know, every club lines up for players like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, he's <laughs> a gun. He's oh, an absolute gun. I, I hate I hate the academies, cause, but then again, even if there were academies, it'd still be Father Son, so we would never get him at Fort, but I would love to have him at Fort. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, look, he's a gun. He's an absolute yeah. gun. He's a, he's a real modern hybrid type of forward where he's he's tall enough, you know, 194 centimetres. He's a really good size, mm. but he can take a fantastic contested mark. Oh, he's he's, well, got, he's got really strong hands. He's got a great leap. He's lightning quick. Um, he's got that bit of X factor that you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, he can kick goals from anywhere. He's great on the snap. Can kick goals from pockets. Can uh, you know slot the easy ones as well. Um, look, I've got him fourth in my talent list, and probably the only reason why he's not a little bit higher than that is because Lukosius is you know a once in a generation player. Yeah, um, Blake, Blake is not that far behind. On, on raw talent, he's he's right up there. Yes, I agree absolutely. Um, I, I look, there's not when there's when there's a we're talking about a player that has you know ups and downs. There's a lot to talk about. There's really not much to talk about with Nick Blake. He's just extremely good. <laughs> yeah, look, the only downside to Nick Blakey is his body at the moment. Yeah. It, it, it lets him down. You know, he hurt his back last year. He's had some concussion issues. Um, you know, he's had some leg issues, some shoulder issues. He's you know, he, he, his durability is under question at the moment. And yeah. um, that's that's certainly one thing which is maybe holding him back from being thought of as a you know, potential number one pick. I think that when he's at the point that he's at a football club that will manage him, I don't think it would be such a concern. Like, mm. we talked about, you know, he's, he, he wants to be involved, he wants to be part of the game, and for all of those setbacks, he hasn't, he hasn't stopped or changed the way he plays, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, for the most part, I think it's probably just going to be um, coaching staff, you know, conditioning staff saying, hey, lay off a bit. Like, I think they had to do that with Michael Wilson, didn't they? Tell him to lay off a bit occasionally because he was training too hard. Yeah. Um, you know, there's players that, you know, they and particularly when they're in that amateur level, that they just keep going and going and going, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they just need to slow down a little bit occasionally. And I think that's probably all it is. You know, he's a growing kid. Um, he's got you know vulnerable joints and all that sort of stuff but give it two or three years and he doesn't do any terrible injuries he should be fine yeah look i i I agree with that i think he'll be okay once he gets into an afl system but uh, you'd understand why there would be some concerns with the uh, amount of bad injuries that he's had um in the last two years Uh, his family hasn't had a clean run up to this year's draft um but look he he is it in a bit and I, i have a feeling that he 
look, he he shows a fair bit of arrogance on the field. Yeah. He doesn't mind the niggle. He loves getting into his opponent's face, especially after he's done something really good. Yeah. And I, I love that about him. That's I fun, love that it? about him. It, it's a bit of fun. Um, and look, when you're as good as Nick Blakey, you can do what you like, really. Because um, he is that good. Yeah, now there's a good comment from Phil on Spreaker Chat. Uh, just as well Blakey had the academy where he never would have found football. In unrelated news, can we have a 20-man coaching panel whose sons qualify for our academy and coincidentally are very good prospects? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I think yeah, we're doing that, that with nice. the schedule, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, but yeah, where do you see a bid coming for Nick Blakey on draft um, Look, I mean, I think it'll come from us if it hasn't come earlier. Really? Yeah, I would love for us to bid on him. Yeah. Um, a because you There's know no to force Sydney. No, you force Sydney to to pick him because they're definitely going to pick him. Yeah. And on on the zero point zero 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 one percent chance that they don't, we get one of the absolute elite players in this year's draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there is no downside to bidding on him. No, there's no downside uh, at our pick, um, which is uncommon. You know, a lot of the time you might be bidding and think, oh, I really bid that early. Like, no, there's no doubt about it. Like, at pick five, yep, that's probably exactly the right spot to have a go. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, could go, I suppose he could be bid on by St Kilda. Yeah, I absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect yep. any earlier than that, though. I wouldn't expect Gold Coast would, but, yeah. I still think there's a little bit of, uh, you know, we'll scratch your back and, you know, you scratch oh, ours with, in between the academy clubs. Yeah, um, maybe. With that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah. Look, look. Maybe Sydney might bid on him with one of the with either two or three. Uh, I guess you never know, but uh, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if St Kilda do. I wouldn't be surprised if we do. Um, I think the, hopefully, the lowest he gets bid on, is probably the Dogs at seven. I reckon. Um, any lower than that, and uh, you know, clubs are just being a bit silly. I think. Uh, I think we'd be a bit silly if we didn't bid on him, honestly. Yeah. I think at pick five, I think he's probably, you know, would be best available most likely, unless something strange happens ahead of us. Yeah. And look, he's got the raw talent to play straight away for Sydney, really. Mm. Um, you know, he's got the athleticism. He's he's super quick. Um, he could easily play on a flank round one next year if they wanted him to. Yeah. So long as he hasn't broken something else or uh, injured something else, but... Um, apart from that, yeah, he, he looks like a really, really top prospect and uh, one of the most interesting players of the last couple of years, I reckon. Yes, okay. Um Yep, on to the next player, Kieran Briggs, who is a GWS Academy linked. Uh, he's a 200-centimetre, 98-kilo uh, ruckman, uh, along the same sort of lines as uh, Braden Crossley, uh, who got drafted by Gold Coast last year, and maybe a little bit like Billy Frampton as well. Um, he was a bit of a surprise packet at the champs. Um, he was named All-Australian after some pretty good form for the Allies. He picked up an average of 13 touches and 24 hit-outs a game, um, which uh, really showed his ability around the ground. Uh, he also took five marks and kicked uh, three goals for the champs as well. Pretty well-built Ruckman, uh, but also had some pretty decent agility as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the big fella? Um, probably not as good as people in general, I'm guessing. Uh, I... I think for as far as it being a young tap ruckman, he's all right. And I think he's yeah. good at taking a mark. I think that his agility is going to fade pretty quick. 
I think he's going to be a, a strength a strength ruckman. Yeah. Um. So that could limit him. Uh. And I think. But that might got, work in his favour with it, the new ruck rules. Look, it might. But um, the other thing that concerns me is he seems to have habits of someone that doesn't trust their own disposal, and then he has sometimes the disposal of someone that shouldn't trust their disposal. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not convinced about him apart from at the tap and, you know, in the middle of things. Um, he does get in, he, he's good at getting it. Like he's, he's, you know, when he's up forward, he's, he can take it, he can do a lead and, you know, take a good mark. But that finishing, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not keen to add him to port stocks, stocks. Cause I think that, okay. you know, um, we're all right enough. He's, he's certainly not in the same category as Hayes for my money. Um, yeah. Oh, he's certainly not like I think Hayes has definitely got more potential than Briggs. I actually disagree with you with his skills. I reckon his foot skills are actually a bit of a highlight of his. I think he's you got reckon? a really good Yeah, I think he's got a really good kicking actually and he's got a really good kick. Uh certainly a long kick. Um and he is a goal scoring threat when he's up forward. So I actually like that side of his game. The part of his game which I don't like is his physicality or lack thereof for someone his size. Um you know, at times he he looks really aggressive and he'll throw himself in at a ground bowl and, you know, lay a crunching tackle, which looks like it's going to break someone's ribs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then at other times, he just looks completely timid, uh, totally timid, easily pushed off the bowl at ruck contest by, you know, players which are 20 centimetres shorter than him, uh, can be outbodied at marking contests pretty easily. Um, you know, he, he he looks like someone that's, um, you know, gone to the gym for six months, but doesn't know how to use his body at all. Yeah, it's sort a of confidence thing. thing. I, th- yeah. I think I think that we're both sort of saying the same thing, but pointing at different aspects of his game for it. Um, yeah, that it's a confidence issue. So that's interesting. Um, if he puts it together, because he is a good size, if he puts it together, he'll be a pretty good player, I reckon. Especially with the new ruck rules, if he can, if he can use his strength um, and do the old Primus. Uh, you know, de- uh, straight arm, fend off. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he, I feel like he might be pretty decent at AFL level, but if he can't work out that sort of physicality and um, and that uh, that part where he needs to be sort of switched on at every contest, especially in marking contests, then um, then he's going to struggle to get a game, I think. But, yeah, the raw tools are there. I guess it's just um, up to development and coaching from here on in. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, he might end up being all right. Um, my peg would be, if he does make it, it'll be like an Ivan marriage type level, you know, just okay. But there you go. Yeah, yeah he does uh, He does come across as a bit of a marriage type. Hmm. But look, at the end of the day, he had, yeah, he played 130-odd games oh, yeah. at AFL footy and but he wasn't was, someone was decent enough. He wasn't someone you'd spend a high draft pick on if you, if you knew it was coming. That's, I, guess no, what I'm, well, look, I guess what I'm saying. Where do you see a bid coming? <laughs> For, uh, for Briggs? Look, I mean, the way Ruckman have fell in previous years, you'd have to say third round or later. Yeah. Yeah, look, I've got him in that sort of 35 to 60 draft range. Mm. Um, I can't really see him being bid on any earlier than that. That would be a, a bit of a surprise for me. Particularly as the academy. Yeah. Uh, look, he's the best Ruckman in this year's draft. Um, he's the best of a bad bunch, really. Yeah, that's worrying, isn't it? Because uh, <laughs> the, the Ruckman aren't very good in this year's draft. But look, he does have some raw tools which could see him have a decent AFL career if he puts it all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, the, the, I guess the, the main thing that I like about his game is his kicking and the fact that he can rest forward, take a mark, kick a goal. 
think they should hold him in pretty good stead. Yeah, maybe. And I do think GWS should will probably match that bid because their ruck stocks are looking pretty dire. Oh, I reckon he'll end up being their automatic rookie inclusion, probably. Hmm. Uh, next player, the player with the best name ever, Chase Jones. Um, <laughs> 180 centimetre, 74 kilo um, midfielder from Tassie, who I reckon plays a lot like uh, good old David Brown. Oh, shit. Yeah, from, okay. the, uh, from the port days, I reckon. Yeah, I've got him a bit more Stephen Salopec, but yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Well, I think he's got a bit more tenacity than what Sal did. You say your bit, and also mine, because <laughs> I don't okay. answer to that already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, he was a star at the champs. Um, he had an f- outstanding Div Two championships um, before making All Australian um, with twenty-one over twenty-one touches and six and a half tackles a game for the Allies. Um, and he did back that up with some excellent performances um, in Tassie at senior level, um, which is great. Um, so he's a bit of a small midfielder. He, he likes to hunt the ball. Um, and he's an inside-outside type, so he can uh, he can receive the ball, but he can also win his own ball as well. What are your thoughts on uh, on Chase? I think he's, Chase. from what I can see, he's a fairly light-framed guy who is trying to play inside, and I don't think that'll last at the next level, um, which is why I think he's probably a bit salopecky, and then I think that he's probably going to be best just that little bit behind the contest with the ball coming out to him. Um, okay. And I think that, there's not necessarily a role for that, or more to the point, that's a very targetable role for an opposition coach and team. Um, and then when you include things like, you know, he's 180 centimetres, I don't know, I, I, I think that there's a real good chance that he just won't work out at all. Um, okay. Yeah. The downside, I think, is, you know, that he will do nothing. Um, and so mm. for, for, as much as he did good things during the championships, I think that he, you know, he's got a lot of talent, and when, I think, when he gets the ball on his terms, he can do some really smart stuff. Um, but I just, he is absolutely someone that I'm concerned about being able to take that game up to the next level. Fair enough. Look, his size is probably an issue at the moment. He'll obviously put on some weight and some muscle. And, He's um, narrow too. That doesn't help. Yeah, look, if someone like Darcy Parrish can play, you know, midfield at AFL level, then someone like Chase Jones can as well, I reckon. I don't know about that. No, no. Parishes, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> They're around about the same size, I reckon. Um, but look, the things that I like about Chase's game is that he does hunt the ball. Um, he loves to get after. He's got good pace, good agility. Um, he's an all right kick. He does everything all right. You know, there's probably not a real standout feature of his game, but he does everything at a pretty good level. Um, yeah. Some might say that might make him a little bit vanilla, but I think it makes him a, a decent prospect, um, especially the fact that um, he's got good running capability. Uh, he shows really good endurance. He's got that pace as well. Um, I like his positioning at stoppages. I think um, his ability to, to get the ground ball is great and to dish it out is really, really good. Uh, as I said before, he can spread really, really well and get that outside ball as well. Um, I think he's a really good hand bowler. He's got a nice right foot kick. Um, he's a bit of a pest, I think. Um, his name's pretty apt because he does a lot of chasing, I think, which is good. Mm. Um, but yes, he is slight. He is a bit narrow. Um, his body will need time to catch up if he is going to play as a 
centre square midfielder. But look, there's a bit of Toby McLean about him as well. I reckon he might be able to play that sort of uh, forward flanky role uh, or a Sam Gray type role as that high half forward. Um, but yeah, he's he's come on in leaps and bounds over the last uh, over the last twelve months. So where do you see him going on on uh, draft night? Oh, probably second round, late second. Late second, all right. I reckon there's a lot of clubs which are very, very keen, um, and he is rated exceptionally highly. Um, so I've got his draft range as 14 to 30, I reckon. I reckon Frio at 14 might show some interest as a bit of a, a nil replacement. I really hope we don't. I think Port at 15 will look at him, depending on how the other picks we've got go. Uh, will certainly be a chance. I think Brisbane at 18 will have a look, um, and I don't think he'll get past the Dogs at 27. I reckon that'll be that'll be his floor. Okay. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Oh, it's good that we disagree on him. I think. Yeah. Oh, look. I mean, I think that we we it's probably of... the first disagreement we've had. Yeah, probably. In the two podcasts so far. Probably. I, I think for me, I just think the the likelihood that he will become nothing at all is too high for me to consider him coming to Port. Okay. Um, at, a, at a value pick, if he was Fair around, enough. if he was around in the forties, fifties, and we had a pick, then I'd say, yeah, I guess, yeah, but not. Yeah. The, not I think the, there's not, no chance. Not the way people are talking about him. Not a chance. He's. Not, I would want him at anything decent. Yeah, I've got him at twenty-one on my rankings, so I've got him sort of that high second round type. Uh, I guess we'll wait and see where he goes. Uh, next player is also from Tassie, Fraser Turner. Hmm. who's a 186-centimetre, 75-kilo outside-inside mid as well. He was another star for the Allies at the Championships and, was look, he was pretty unlucky not to be named All-Australian, really. Yes. Um, I think he had a probably a better cha- uh, chance than what Chase Jones did, yep. maybe a couple of the other uh, All-Australians that were named as well. He averaged just under 23 disposals a game, kicked three goals across the champs as well. Uh, his best game was against WA with 24 touches and two goals. He's a pretty hard-running mid. What are your thoughts on uh, Fraser? He's kind of the opposite of Chase Jones in that I feel like he's definitely going to be something. <laughs> like, yeah. Because he's just got the work rate and he's got the hard running. Like, he just kept running all game long, you know, every, all the time. He just keeps going and going. And, you know, you did see, him, I think, late in games um, in the championships, you did see him start to fade a bit. Um, yeah. But he's it's certainly not a willpower issue. He's got that. Um, so if he works on the endurance, you know, as he matures, um, he will be a guy that can play all day. Um, I like his tenacity. Um, I do think he needs a bit of polish, and I think he's better with his hands than with feet. Um, yeah. And I think that he might be a little bit inconsistent at times, but, gee, he, he, he goes at it, and uh, I think that he is very much a, a Hinkley-type player if you're going to give the archetype. You know, he's, he's all hard work. He's probably missing a little bit of class, but apart from that, you know, I, I feel like at any club... Even in one that's in complete disrepair, I think that he's a real chance to crack on and play a good number of games. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Fraser Turner. Mm. He reminds me a lot of Jared Polek in okay. how he moves, how he runs, the type of role that yeah, he's going to okay. probably have. Um, the fact that he can dispose of the ball really, really well when he's at full pace, I like. Um, and that's what he does really well. He is quick. He's a real hard-running midfielder. Uh, he's great on the outside, but he can win in, win his own bowl um, as well, which is good. Um, he's at his best when he is that sort of you know second or third disposal away from a stoppage, 
so he can use that sort of pace to his advantage. Um, he's a good height, 186 centimetres uh, for an outside mid, I reckon is a good height. And he's got real um, power in his running as well. He, he's very quick. Um, and I love his skills. The skills are another highlight for me. Um, I think he's got a great right foot kick. He can hit targets, short, long distance, doesn't matter. He kicks goals, kicks goals under pressure. Um, and I really like that about him. I think he needs to improve defensively. I think he needs to in- improve his two-way running a lot. Um, but outside of that, I think he's got definite AFL potential. And um, look, I, he's the type of player that I'm really spewing that we gave up so many picks <laughs> to to get into the position in this year's draft that we're in because I've had him as an absolute lock with um, one of our 20s picks. Yeah, well, he's at this stage, because I haven't ranked all the players out, at this stage, if someone said to me, you know, we, we picked Fraser Turner at 15, I'd think, oh, okay. Mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's terrible. I'd want to look at who was still available. Um, but, I mean, that I think that would probably be near the top of where he might go in the draft. But, uh, look, I think whoever gets him, they're going to get a real hard worker. And uh, yeah, with, with enough talent to, to re- actually make it, you know, there's not really clear deficiencies. Um, apart from that bit of inconsistency, I guess. But, you know, yeah. there's plenty there. Look, I've got him at 23 on my list. I, I think he's a potential gun, um, just because of all the hard work that he does and the skill level that he's got. Um, I think he's someone that can maybe slot into an AFL team in that first year, sort of at the back end of the first year. Yeah. I can see him sort of coming in and staying in um, for a long time. Because, uh, he, look, he could be able to play on a flank, a back flank or a forward flank easily, I think. Um, and as I said, there's clear AFL potential there uh, for a team wanting an outside mid uh, with with good skills. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of potential there. And I've got his draft range at 25 to 50. I think um, the dogs at 27 will be pretty keen on him. I think Brisbane at 30 would be keen on him. And um, Sydney with one of their 30s picks, he just screams to be like a Sydney type player to me. Yeah, I mean, I've already dropped Michael Wilson's name once tonight. I'm going to say it again. Like he's in that Michael Wilson category of flanker for me. Like he's the exact opposite mm. of the of the Nathan Loney type. He's definitely the guy that you know he he will work hard. He will do things that fans of his club will really appreciate, and opposition fans will go, "Oh, yeah, I guess he's okay." I don't really know much about him. Yeah. Um, you know, if we don't draft him, we'll have forgotten him. But the people at his club, they'll think he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there there is a chance he drops a little bit further in the draft. He might go in the forties or fifties, oh, maybe oh. even a little bit later. But oh, I God, think if he goes as late me. as that, <laughs> if he goes as late as that, then that's um that's you know pants down, absolute bargain I'm, basement I'm, time. I'm, you know, I'm still in the camp that we trade fifteen down for a couple of picks on <laughs> draft night. I'm still in that camp. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> Uh, next player is also Academy linked, Taron Thomas. Mm. Uh, who's a 189 centimetre, 71 kilo. Um, who's going to North? Well, he's linked to North Melbourne's um, oh, Next Generation Academy, sure. also from Tasmania. Uh, he's an inside-outside midfielder, can play as a third toll forward as well. Um, before I get too far into um, Taron Thomas, what are your thoughts on uh... Taron? First of all, was he playing this year? Like, you know, after last year, you're thinking, oh, yeah, Taron Thomas is going to come over this year. Like, I think he might be the best vanilla flanker in the draft, um, which, mm. you know, he, he, that's still okay. 
but it does mean that he'll go late enough in the order that North Melbourne's definitely, definitely going to match whatever might be offered for him. So I, I've lost interest. But he's, you know, his disposal's okay. His speed is just adequate. Like he hasn't got that blistering speed. Um, he just he just does mostly good things. There's not really huge deficiencies, but there's just nothing exciting about his game at all um, yeah. this year. And you know, and that's that's not a bad thing. Uh, it just means he's not a first round pick for mine. Um, yeah. That's me. What do you got? Look, he's he's much talked about Taron Thomas and, and yeah. where he's going to go. He probably look. He started. I reckon I had him top five at the start of the year in my list, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's just gradually gone down the down downward spiral from there. Um, look, he's been on the radar for AFL clubs for three years. Um, he played in the under eighteen champs, um, and actually won Tassie's MVP award at both the under sixteen and under eighteen champs in the same season as a 16-year-old in 2016, which is pretty remarkable. And uh, he backed that up with pretty good form last year at, at the under-18 champs as a bottom major. And I think everyone saw the potential that he had as a pretty hard-nosed uh, wingman who can play through the midfield um, and might be a, a good sort of defensive option. And I feel like everybody sort of expected him to come on in leaps and bounds this year and and dominate and be that sort of, um, you know, locked top seven pick, uh, which we he was sort of, um, you know, supposed to be. But, you know, his, uh, his championship form was a real mixed bag. You know, he won the uh, the Hunter Harrison medal as the best player in the Div 2 champs um, and did play some really stunning football in that championship. But he just didn't find any sort of form at the Div 1 championships and struggled for impact. He averaged 16 touches, six tackles, and under two clearances a game playing as an inside midfielder. So he... Probably, um, probably fell behind guys like Turner and, and Chase Jones a fair bit, um, which is disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Look, it is. Um, but you know, this is this is the thing that will always be annoying to me about these um, players that are uh, father son or academy picks is that you just never know how much influence the club has had in terms of saying you don't worry about it, just keep your body right, and we'll draft you at the end of the year for cheap. You know, like you yeah. just don't know. Because, like, last year, North Melbourne would have been happy to make the call, yeah, we'll take him. And then at that oh, point... And, absolutely. And then, and they that, were rubbing their hands together. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And, and then at that point, what's the motivation to really excel, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And, and not saying he didn't try, but he didn't do anything, you know, amazingly spectacular. He just put in a really good performance, and that was it. And that's, you know, if you're North Melbourne, that's all you'd want him to do this year. <laughs> save, save the pizzazz for the playing chance. AFL. There was absolutely a chance that he just coasted this year. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yep. Um, and look, maybe that's a concern. Maybe he just didn't... Maybe he just had a poor year, like it happens. You yeah, know, maybe. Sometimes it happens. Um, you know, he, he had a lot of press throughout the year, so maybe clubs did a little bit more work on him throughout the year than, the, than what they would uh, a normal sort of draft prospect. But um, look, at his best, he's an inside beast really because he stalks the stoppages he he's a real hunter of the footy he can get first possession of the ball give off really good handballs but he can also find space to kick it out of a stoppage as well which is good um he can play it forward he's a he's a good mark uh, he's a good user of the ball he's got reasonable pace um and as i said you know 189 centimeter inside midfielder that's you know modern sort of prototype mid as well yeah. Um, and he plays taller than he is. He's got good reach. He's a good mark. He's very, very strong defensively. I think he could play as a as a pretty effective tagger at AFL level. 
Um, physically, he's a good size. He's got a good frame about him. I think he's got that sort of frame that he can put on heaps of muscle and um, and not sort of lose anything about him. But, you know, it's, it's just where you sort of rank him now because he had such a disappointing year. Maybe the expectations were too high. Um, or maybe he's someone that's maybe peaked a little early. Yeah, for me, he's just he's the first of the boring picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that's not a criticism of his game or anything like that, but just that like once you get down to Taron Thomas being picked, you sort of through the through the interesting ones with lots of upside, and you're into the more hit and miss guys after him. He's he's that he's that line. He is that line that this year between yeah. exciting potential and oh, maybe maybe something. He's right in the middle. Yeah. Look, I've got him at 16, as I said. I reckon he started top five for me at the start of the year. I've got him at 16. So, I've, look, I still feel that maybe he has coasted a little bit this year. Um, and, look, once he gets into an AFL system, hopefully his head's right and he can uh, really crack down and become the player that he can be because there is a very, very special player there, potentially, if he puts it all together. Um, I've got his draft range as being 10 to 25. I reckon someone might in that sort of early teens bracket. Um, I probably can't see anyone bidding earlier than that now. Um, but I reckon North would be pretty happy if he dropped into the 20s. I reckon we would be an outside... Oh, not an outside. I reckon we'd be a proper, ch- a proper chance to bid on him at 15. Uh, if 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 the, the list manager's dislike of Jasper Pittard's up-and-down sort of game is as strong as it seems to have been in this trading period... Um, then bringing in you know a, a reliable Taron Thomas as a as a, a potential, um, you know obviously North Melbourne match, but like that's not a bluff that you'd be horrified by being caught out on because if if you get him, well he's going to be something, and yeah. he's going to be consistent and he's going to do the the things that you want him to do. I would say, um, yeah. and I think that you know if you say okay, well we're going to play more as a defensive guy, you know down the wing, not as the exciting you know line breaking guy, but as the guy that's just going to be reliable to be able to. Um, take a mark and kick to the next guy in in the in the way forward, which we hopefully we'll have in the future. Hopefully we'll have a system going forward. Then yeah, I can mm. see Port saying we would not be unhappy to. Yeah, we would not be unhappy to have Taron Thomas being part of that. So I reckon if we had a bit of fifteen, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I've actually in my notes here. I've got. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we bid on him at ten. Oh, I think that might be a bit early. Might be a bit early for me too, but I I reckon he's going to have one of the widest ranges from club to club in this year's draft. I reckon some clubs would still rate him as a top seven, eight pick. I reckon others might think of him as, you know, a twenties or thirties pick. Um, So it really just depends on where that club particularly sits. And as you said, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised at all if Port bid on him. It would be interesting if we bid on Blakey at five and then Thomas at 15. Um, Yeah, why not? Just sort of a... (laughs) <laughs> just to flush out, <laughs> flush out the academy picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and look, we we bid on someone last year, and um, mm. you know the Crows have bid on a couple of players as well. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if uh, if one of their picks in the teens uh, is bid on on Thomas as well. But as yeah. I said, I think North would be hoping that um, a bid sort of drops a little bit further. Um, but I don't think it will. I think it'll come in the teens. And look, let's be honest, if our father-son players turn out any good, then going by past history, it's not like any clubs are going to play nicely, nicely with us, is it? Um, no. <laughs> they'll, they'll, 
there will probably be higher, if anything, going on past four. So there you go. Yep. Hmm. Uh, that's it. Now, can I interrupt with a uh, speaker comment? Because of course. It's, it's one that's relevant. It's been long enough that we probably need to explain it. Uh, yep. Phil has asked, why is Pants Down Mecca's go-to? Pants Down left around the table? Yeah. Um, that was a... Oh, who said that? James that was, Fantasia. Um, James Fantasia. Yeah. After... Oh, I can't remember what year it was, but I it was early know. 2000s. Um, if you stole and keep talking... Yeah, um, okay, well... Porsche, <laughs> I'll look it up because I'll remember the name as soon as I see it. Yeah, well, what it was is it's, it's a big footy thing um, and part of the usual post-draft making fun of um, players uh, that were somehow available at a Crows pick. It was pre-Rendell when Rendell really made it his own staple to talk about, oh, we got five of the best 10 players in the draft without picks 30, 40 and 59, whatever. Um, yeah. I think it was on that, that category of Crows overestimation of what they've managed to draft. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, James Fantasia was the first, and so it just kept, kept being a draft term. So if you hear pants down left around the table, it means that you've got good value for a sliding player, um, basically. It means we're both aging, and we remember these things from exactly. twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, I reckon it, it was Fergus Watts. That's what I reckon it was. I reckon it was Fergus Watts. Yeah, it's the up there Kazali of the draft crowd. <laughs> You know, yeah. It's just completely irrelevant now, but, you know, <laughs> I still remember it. Yeah. It, it was certainly he drafted someone early and yeah. um, he described it as pants down lap around the table time, yeah. um, which uh, which um, usually means you've done, you've done absolutely terrible in snooker. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know how that became a good thing no, uh, no. for them. But, um, apparently it did. Apparently it did. Good on you, Fantasia. He was great. He was really good value, oh, I reckon. I'd loved him back at the Crows. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> it was, you know, for the fact that he just absolutely failed to draft anyone of note with a first-round pick for about eight years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all managed to uh, to end up not very good in their own particular way, which yes. was great. Yeah, that no, was very good. Mm. All right. Last player for this evening is Nicholas Baker, also from Tassie. Good year from Tassie this yeah. year. Much better than the last probably 10 combined, I would say. But, I'd agree. Um, pretty good. He's from Launceston. He's a uh, sort of third toll defender, can play as a small defender. Bit of a hybrid, I guess you'd say. Um, he was a pretty solid contributor for the Allies at the Champs. He picked up 14 disposals and three tackles a game, um, playing through that defensive half of the ground. Um, what are your thoughts on Nick Baker? Um, my favourite thing about him is when he gave Munn shit after missing a goal um, yeah. <laughs> in the Allies' in the yeah. SA game. Um, yeah. I love seeing that from defenders. It's always fun. Uh, yeah. But apart from that, look, he just seems a really solid defender. Um, if if you want an exciting highlights package, I probably don't think you'd find one. Um, it no. just, he's just a solid defender, and he'd probably go, I don't know, early third? Early third round would be my guess. Yeah, I've got him as sort of late rookie. At okay. the moment, yeah. I can see him even being undrafted, really. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe. Um, I guess it really depends. The things that I like about his game is that he can play on both small and tall. He plays taller than he is. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of Tom Jonas about him in that regard. He's a bit more athletic say. than Tom. Um, but he can play on small forwards, um, and he did a couple of jobs throughout the champs on, on some smaller guys. Uh, but he can play on some key forwards as well and do an okay job. Um, and the other thing I like is that he can 
switch between a, a pure sort of shutdown role and be a bit more aggressive with the ball. Um, he is pretty quick. He's got good agility um, and really good pace, um, which I like about him. He's got an okay kick. Um, he's a bit of a 70-metre player, I guess, when he when he is playing a bit more of a, an attacking role because he loves to take the game on and, uh, and run down the ground. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Angus Schumacher, who got drafted last year um, to Carlton, I think it was. Uh, defensively, he's all right. Look, he does everything okay. There's probably no real sort of standout part of his game. And uh, that's probably why I've got him as sort of late or rookie. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Jonas can go rookie list, then there's no reason why Nick Maker couldn't, Nicholas Baker couldn't. So, you yeah. know, it, I think you're probably right. You're probably right that he might drop a bit further. But, you know, again, if again, if we had late picks, <laughs> if we had late picks at Port Adelaide and Port are past having defenders that you just can't count on, I think he'd be a, a, a possible Port Adelaide pick. What? So you're advocating drafting another flanker? I am, but he's a 189 <laughs> centimetre flanker, so that's a little bit of a different category. And replacing a lost Pittard, a probably not playing broadbent, and a iffy injury level Hamish Hartlett, I think there's probably justification for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, look, I've got him sort of in my late 60s on the, okay. on the talent list. Um, I'd like for him to get drafted because I, I'd like to see what he could do at AFL level with his... Mm. Um, with the fact that he takes the game on and he's a little bit of a aggression towards opponents, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's enough of a spark there that clubs well, we might be interested in him. We definitely need a bit of aggression, that's for sure. We do. Mm. So, yeah, that's it for this All evening. Right. That was fun. Um, just, the Allies done. So got... what are your thoughts overall on the Allies? Yeah, look, I mean, it's probably one of the better crops they've had, I'd say. Um, and particularly, it's one of the better crops they've had that are not entirely academy players. <laughs> Mm. having a good bunch from Tassie is okay Um, it's a shame that you know North Melbourne gets a dip at Tassie now and I think Hawthorne probably does too don't they some some parts of Tasmania so it's a bit annoying Um, but yeah it's not too bad Um, it's an okay crop certainly better than WA so there you are yes (laughs) yes it is Mm. Uh, on Spreaker Chat we have had uh, the mischievous person that had been around in previous seasons this time apparently is Bruce, Bruce Abernathy saying big Bruce, Bruce. is in, in the house and Mitch Honeychurch is now available to pick up oh wonderful yeah <laughs> where do we sign <laughs> well yeah I, uh, yeah I, look I don't mind him but again like we just we just finally finally delisted a bunch of 180 centimeter guys and it's like mm. Can we have, every every time we're talking about a guy at that height, we, we're usually saying, "Oh yeah, we could draft him at Port." And it's like we're in the frame for about like ten of them now, and we haven't even got past the allies. We've just got past the allies. By the time we get through the SA Victoria crops, we'll be talking about Port being linked to about sixteen, twenty guys. You know, about one hundred eighty-one centimeters or shorter. Um, oh look, you're, you're being very generous there. He's actually one seventy-five centimeters, so oh, there you um, go. we are definitely a chance, absolutely a chance to pick him up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We just got rid of need. Look, one seventy-five centimeter honey church in a forward pocket. Mark it down. Yeah, and uh, Phil has said uh, about Baker: if he slides to rookie, we can pick him up and call him Nicky Baker and sing the Ricky Baker song. It will be so apt. What the, <laughs> how, what's the Ricky Baker song? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Okay, I don't cool. know. Well, I'm, I'm glad Phil amused himself. Well done, Phil. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Good work, Phil. Yes, yes. All right, next week we are talking about South Australia. Yeah. Uh, who won the championship, so 
plenty of players to talk about there. Thank God. And uh, look, lots of top-end talent, as we know. Some really good um, mid-range guys, which I'm very disappointed we're not going to have a chance of picking up. Unless and a uh, couple of potential late picks as well, including two of our very own Next Generation Academy players that we'll be talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I really do hope we trade down that pick 15. I really do. Mm. Yeah. Don't see uh, it happening. Don't see it happening. I, I don't reckon it's out of question, but anyway. Mm. There we go. Ta-da. I see it more disappearing as we go up to pick three. <laughs> oh, <no>. Completely. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. But we will see what happens and uh, we'll speak to you all again on Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Can't pair. Lovely. Can't port and thanks for live listening, people. Thank you. Woo. Bye. Goes back. Lockwood can unload. Oh, he goes for top. The old barrel. What a kick from Bob and Lockwood. Where did that come from? Well, they put it and held the ball up. They had no one to kick it to. There was about four or five.